Hello and welcome to the SeaWorld Splash Podcast, episode 27. My name is Joseph, along with Sheldon. How's it going? And today, we are going to be talking about my electric eel experience. So, we'll see how I liked electric eel and how I decided to brave up and go on electric eel. Hmm. We will also talk about the giraffes or giraffes born at Topeka Zoo. I'm not sure if... uh, the second one has been born yet. Uh, we will also talk about a review on Shark Week. Have a species highlight on sharks. And what fans would like to see for future SeaWorld Splash podcasts. Or for us in the future for the SeaWorld Splash podcast. So, let's put on those ponchos and get ready to be drenched. So, first up, electric eel. Uh, I did go on electric eel, even though in episodes, in an episode earlier, I did say I wasn't going to go on electric eel. I did brave up. I went on electric eel. Let's just say I screamed my head off. (laughs) And let's just say I still... I still scream my head off. Yeah, let's just say the first time I did go on, I went on in the front. So, that was pretty fun. So, uh, Sheldon, what do you think electric eel is like? Since uh, I know looks, you're not a big roller coaster fan. Looks fine to me on the ground, <laughs> but a fun ride. I've heard good reviews on it. And I heard SeaWorld might be announcing another roller coaster. We don't have any information on that yet, so do keep your ears and eyes out for that, guys. It does look like a fun ride. Maybe one day I'll find the courage and go on it, but it certainly will not be today. (laughs) Yeah, we actually did hear about a new coaster coming to San Diego. Let's just say it's going to demolish a bathroom. So anyone who loves the bathroom at SeaWorld San Diego, don't get used to a bathroom. I'm sure they'll build another one. I know, right? Don't get used to the bathroom over by Cirque de la Mer. Or Cirque Electric, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Because that bathroom is going to go... And we're going to build a roller coaster there. Which will be in the shape of a figure eight. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see what the future holds for that roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Next up, we are going to be moving into Topeka Zoo. Uh, Topeka Zoo had a baby giraffe born. Uh, how many weeks ago? Uh, a couple weeks ago. She's still pretty young. I'm going to say less than a month old, I believe. And I know that we have been anxiously watching these uh, giraffe births. And I know sometimes giraffe births or any animal birth is always nerve-wracking. Yes. Especially if you live with the world's tallest land animal. Yes. And, of course, I did also hear, and I'm sure everyone heard about the Cheyenne Zoo. 
Zoo, yep. Yes, unfortunately, uh, the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo did have to uh, did have to. How do they, I say this? They had oh, to euthanize on their one yeah. day baby dry son Penny. Yep. Yeah, so it was not. It was not fun to see or hear that the baby giraffe had to be like put down, but it was having health issues. So our condolences do go out to the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo for that. Most so, yeah, our condolences to you, Cheyenne Mountain Zoo, and we hope that you guys will have future giraffe babies in the future mm -hmm. and i know and has there ever been any more talk about topeka too because i know there was not one but two giraffes that, that were pregnant yeah. so, uh, so was there any more on that or, well just keep our updates and i'm sure the zoos are monitoring the giraffes that either are pregnant or have their babies and they're doing the normal procedure making sure the baby and mom are okay because the first few weeks of life are critical for any mammal or animal when they're born and of course on giraffes since we're on this topic i'm sure everyone also heard about april she is pregnant once again that is true april is pregnant once again Probably from her mate. <laughs> so, uh, what will happen to Tajari there? Well, he'll probably go to another facility. Um, Tajari is reaching that age where he doesn't need his mom anymore. He's already very tall, at least almost 14 feet tall. At least he's he's getting big, and draft childhood is very short. When you're the world's largest, um, sorry, world's tallest land animal, your childhood lasts very very short time. And the wild giraffes need to be able to grow fast they can survive and not be eaten by predators. So Tajari will probably go to another zoo, probably for breeding, and to help the species survive. And naturally, a male giraffe will go off and either join other giraffes or roam alone or in loose herds. And maybe one day he'll become a breeder and, and have a bunch of females in his group, in his harem. So we'll see. But I wish him the best of luck wherever he goes, or whatever happens to him. Yes, so... Congrats to April, and uh, good luck to Shari, and we'll keep our eyes and ears open on to Shari and April and all of it for you. Mm -hmm. And of course, also moving right along, we did also have Shark Week recently. That is correct. And My of course, yes. Uh, of course, everyone knows Shark Week, all that, all that excitement on uh, Discovery Channel and Animal Planet about Shark Week and all that. Um, so, yeah, and I'm sure it was pretty big at uh, Florida Aquarium. That is correct. So if you guys haven't seen my little Florida Aquarium shirt on today, but yeah. Yeah, we had a really good turnout for Shark Week. We had our um, Megalodon Jaws out at SharkCon. You guys aren't aware of that. Um, if you're at a Metricon or anything like that, 
we had we were helping out with SharkCon in Florida. It's a big event, pretty much celebrating sharks. Um, at the aquarium, we were still working hard with our sand tiger shark breeding programs and studying the endangered species and bringing awareness to sharks in the wild and in captivity and trying to save the species. But Shark Week was a big event. We had some booths out for the kids and they had a really fun time learning more about sharks. We had some shark games and I, of course, did a few um, presentations and talks about sharks. Um, they have a game called What's in the Menu? So the kids got to come up and match the shark with the pred and they like to eat like a great white with a seal or a whale shark with krill or a hammerhead shark with stingrays. It was really fun and a lot of kids got to come up and touch the shark jaws of a tiger shark and see what the teeth feel like and learn a little bit more about the shark. Pretty much uh, helping them portray, not portray the scary image that you might see on Jaws or the Meg movie coming out. You want to tell people, that, you know, sharks aren't ferocious evil monsters. They're key and vital important um, animals in the ecosystem. They're the top predators and their job is to keep the ocean clean and healthy. They eat the sick and old fish so that the population of fish that do live with them stays healthy. Here at the aquarium, our sand tiger shark boys, they only eat about four times a week. They only eat once a month in the wild, but here in captivity, we give them food. We offer to them uh, four times a week. And actually, uh, yesterday, I remember, the sharks did have a good feed, which was really amazing. So if you guys ever at the Florida Aquarium, come say hi to me. I'm an educator there, and I have... Um, I have been working around that big core reef exhibit with our two sand tiger sharks, so definitely come check it out. But yeah, Shark Week was pretty good. Um, anything on your neck of the woods, Joseph, on Shark Week in Sierra San Diego? Maybe. I know that they did advertise Shark Week. Uh, I'm sure they did some like educational talks in uh, Shark Encounter. I did not check that out, but maybe next year I will. Um, and let's see. That's all I can think of. Unless you guys want to adopt any dogs. <laughs> Come down to <laughs> Animal Friends of the Valley. <laughs> yes. Anyone wants to adopt dogs? Come down. Adopt dogs. Adopt cats. It is kitten season. Adopt from your local shelters. It's better. <laughs> I said it's better to adopt from a local shelter. Anyways, moving right along, we have a species highlight. And this species highlight talks about sharks. So, Sheldon, take it away. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a species highlight. The part of the show where I talk to you about a certain species or animal that you might want to hear or listen to. Today's topic is sharks. So as you guys know, a couple weeks ago it was Shark Week. So we're highlighting sharks. From the small cutter shark to the giant whale shark. We're highlighting all shark species. Believe it or not, most sharks are endangered or near threatened due to overfishing, hunting, and habitat loss. If you guys ever heard of it, shark fin soup is a unfortunately popular item in some places over in Asia and other countries. And the way to get shark fin soup is they have to catch sharks, cut off the fins, and then throw the shark back. It's really wasteful. Like I said, without sharks, the marine ecosystem could fall apart. And, well, that would be devastating on our fish populations. And we humans, we love to eat seafood. <laughs> I'm sure many of you guys like to eat your fish. Well, there were no sharks in the ocean. 
Yeah, right there. Yeah, if there are no sharks in the ocean. The fish we would be eating would might be diseased or sick, and we can get sick ourselves. So sharks, like I said, play a vital role in our oceans. Um, my favorite shark species is the basking shark. I love that species. It is related to the great white shark, and sometimes people mistake them for great white sharks because they live in murky water, and they are really big. They're the second largest fish. And sometimes when they're swimming up to you with their mouths wide open, it can look scary. But need not worry. Basking sharks love to eat plankton and krill. They're harmless to people. They're gentle giants. But if you have a favorite shark, do comment below or say anything and let us know what your favorite shark species is or shark you would like to see. Like I said, we do have two sand tiger sharks at the Florida Aquarium as our really popular items. <clears throat> also keep in mind, guys, some sharks do lay eggs and some sharks give birth to live young. Now, what I mean by that is that sharks, some of them will actually have laid the eggs inside the belly and the womb. And when the eggs hatch, the baby sharks will emerge eventually as miniature adults. Now, some sharks, like our bamboo sharks in the aquarium, will lay eggs. They'll actually lay eggs and attach them to large rock structures, and then the babies will hatch in a couple months. Now, once a baby shark is born or hatches, it's completely on its own. It can survive, it has a full set of teeth, and it knows how to hunt. It has to eat, keep growing, growing, get bigger and bigger until it decides an adult. Now, there is a prehistoric shark, a cousin of the Great White, that is pretty famous. It is making headlines now for the new movie. If you guys have guessed it, it is the Megalodon, Gakara de Megalodon, which means big tooth. Now, we do not know how big a Megalodon could get. All we have left on the fossil record are its gigantic teeth and a few back uh, vertebrae or part of the backbone. That's all we have to go by. So scientists and paleontologists have actually recreated, I'm sure you guys have seen, megalodon jaws. By using the teeth, we kind of made a scale and an idea how big megalodons can get, possibly. They're putting it in the range between probably 50 and 70 feet is the range most scientists agree on. Some scientists think they can get 100 feet long. Like I said, we don't know. All we know is it was a big shark related to, to great whites, and it probably ate on large mammals like large prehistoric whales, or was preyed upon by large prehistoric whales as well. A uh, specific species of big whale was known as the biting sperm whale, or leviathan, which was a pretty much a prehistoric sperm whale with huge teeth that ate uh, megalodons. But besides the point, but thankfully there are no megalodons alive. They are an extinct species, so there are none on the planet, so Sorry, folks, you won't find a living megalodon anywhere. Even if you dive anywhere in the ocean, there isn't that one, unfortunately. But that concludes our species highlight on the uh, sharks. If you guys want to um, have any other animals or any species you want highlighted, please let us know in the comments or at the end of the episodes. We'll hopefully highlight those in the next episode. And this concludes species highlight. Thank you for that species highlight. Oh, hi, Marley. <laughs> Yes, oh, <laughs> he wants to say hi and be in this episode, so mm. today. But yes, thank you for that species highlight. And um let's see. Oh yeah, Infinity Falls will be opening soon. I'm not sure how soon in Orlando, but I'm Eventually. sure there will be some news on that. We'll bring you that news once we get that news and oh, anything else that we did not touch up on 
Um, just an update. Um, a few videos have surfaced on Morgan's pregnancy. Oh, She's yeah. She's progressing well. Um, hopefully she does have a beautiful calf and raises it. Um, we don't know how she's going to react to it. I mean, she's deaf and this is her first time. So hopefully I'm praying that things will go well. Maybe her instincts will kick in. If not, I know Laura Parquet Spain can definitely raise a baby. They raised Aiden. So the possibility is that everything should go pretty well. And of course, this will also be a good research study for those who do not know that Morgan is Yes, so it'll be good for research. So if there are any deaf orcas, we can see how they raise their cats or calves and rear their young. So that way we can step in if there's anything that needs to happen or help any wild population. So we cannot forget that this is research right here, right now. Oral Parque is actually the only park with a deaf orca so that is actually pretty cool and it will help us prepare and help us learn more about orcas that do have hearing problems just like us humans but we don't know how that works with their offspring so this will be a big learning experience for all of us. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, I think that just about concludes everything so far today. Yes. And if you guys have any questions, comments, suggestions for topics, or want to share your SeaWorld stories with us, you can call or text our number 407 900 5309. You guys can also email us at zerosplashteam.com. We'd love to have you check out our website, www.zerosplash.com. Uh, check us out on Instagram at zerosplash, Snapchat at zerosplash, Twitter, zerosplash. Yeah, just get social with zerosplash. Mm. Yes. Yes, follow YouTube. Yes, we're on YouTube right now. Shout out to YouTube. Hi, guys. Mm. <laughs> so, yes, and uh, shout out to Florida Aquarium. So, hi, Florida Aquarium. This is shout out to you guys. Thank you for everything that you've done. And, um, oh, we forgot to talk about how uh, SeaWorld helped with the uh, manatee yesterday. Oh, yeah. So, um, well, this is, I guess this affects me. So, I do live in Florida, and right now we are experiencing the red tide. It's a yeah. serious problem for a lot of marine animals. It's happening all over around the oceans. So, what happened is a manatee became paralyzed because of the red tide, and SeaWorld Orlando was taken in to their manatee hospital to um, hopefully help rehabilitate and send it back into the wild. We at the Florida Aquarium, we will also help with rescue rehabilitations for sea turtles and the marine animals. We will assist other places with manatee releases as well if they need help. Because, like I said, we are all, we work together as different programs to help endangered species and conservation and to make sure that there are still animals on the planet left for our generations to come. So it is important when we do help other 
species and other facilities out with their endangered species program releases and rehabilitations. Yes, and of course, thank you to SeaWorld for SeaWorld San Diego specifically and SeaWorld Orlando for the, well, first, thank you to SeaWorld Orlando for the manatee rescue. And thank you to SeaWorld San Diego for their uh, for their Guadalupe fur seals rescue. And uh, if anyone did not hear about that, there is a video on that. I will post that in the link as well. But yes, thank you to both SeaWorlds, or thank you to SeaWorld in general, and Bush Gardens and any zoological facility and uh, any zoological facility that does watch this, um, just know that we are on your side and uh, reach out to us. If you guys want to share any animal news or anything, reach out to us. Uh, we definitely want to hear from you guys and hear the experts speak. And yeah. But yes, this does conclude, I think, everything that was in the news. Uh, so yeah, you guys have any questions, comments, suggestions for topics, or want to share a SeaWorld story, call or text our number, 407-900-5309. Email us at SeaWorldSplashTeam at gmail.com. If you guys have any uh, ideas for species highlights, let us know in the comments or call or text our number or email us. And from all of us here at the SeaWorld Splash team, we thank you for joining us and hope you join us for the next amazing podcast to come. Splash you later. Take care. <laughs>